You're gonna need a bigger boat. Attitude problem, McFly. You're a slacker. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. They're here. Hi, welcome to Before After Reviews. I'm Teresa. And I'm Darby. And while we've been gone for a minute, we still took time to watch Happy Time Murder. Yay. <laughs> wow, that was enthusiastic. Oh, I'm not shit. trying to give too much away in the beginning, yeah. all right? No, I'm kidding. So, uh, how's it going? Why so so much radio silence, Teresa? So, I got a job finally after being laid off for a million months. Okay, maybe it was only two, but still, it felt like a million. And it's all the way by LAX. The good thing is they worked it with me, so I get to work from home three days a week, which everyone gets to. But usually cool. for the first for the first month, usually you have to be in office, and they were lenient with me and only made me do two weeks because the calculated time I was spending in traffic for one week ended up totaling a day and an hour. I literally spent 25 hours in traffic. I wasted a day of my life in traffic. I... So I'm so glad they were super cool about working with me and letting me jump ahead to working from home. It's so far, I'm super impressed by the company. I've shared with Darby and eventually I'll share with you guys what company it is. But first I'm getting my feet wet and grounded before I tell everyone about how awesome the company is I work with. But that's where I've been. Oh, and then I got sick, of course. So that was great. So wow. literally, I feel like there's been a constant roadblock from doing this movie, maybe because life didn't want us to do this movie. I but, really feel like that too, you know? But we did, we're doing it anyway, and because we promise you, even though it's probably out of theaters already, I have no idea. I don't pay attention to that shit. It was in the cheap theaters in town here today. Oh, really? I almost went and caught it, but it was really last minute, and I didn't want uh -huh. to drive like a psychopath. Yeah, I only saw this movie once, so... Me too. So how are you? A month ago. <laughs> I'm tired. It's been a busy month, so... Yeah. It was very understanding of having my concert, to postpone. My concert calendar has definitely been pretty jam-packed, so... That's good. It's between concerts and working and I drove 1,200 miles in 30 hours. I just... I knew U-Haul. I just That's say pretty hardcore. That I did that. I felt pretty awesome about it. That's pretty it. So that fuck is. Fuck the high desert wind when you have a 10 foot U-Haul. That just reminds me of when I would drive through Corona when I had the box scion because I still have an XB oh. but I have the more lower aerodynamic one because the one that looks more like a box just the wind would literally push my car and it was scary as hell. Yeah aerodynamics was not that vehicle strong suit. No definitely not but I love that little car. <laughs> Anyway, so back. We're glad yes. to be doing it. We have a plan for next week even. My goodness. I know we're we're really making progress here. We're going to get the hang of this even though I've been podcasting for over a year. <laughs> yeah, but this is a new podcast and a new process. And yes. We were completely consistent until you had a job change. Like that seems reasonable. Well, mainly it was me getting sick that fucked it up the first time and then the job change happened, so I was at Hookah Pele the the week you got sick that's right so that yeah. was not particularly easy so when you were like i'm sick i was like oh wow that's actually a huge laid off <laughs> i'm so sorry you're sick that sucks girl damn that and you're sucks really a thinking, lot yes 
Yes, thank you. We don't have to well, record. No, I was more like, maybe we're just not supposed to record tonight. I guess I'm needed elsewhere, you know? <laughs> I'm not, you know, I'm not into shit, but I just felt like, okay, cool. This yeah. is the way it's supposed to, maybe you're purging something. I would, you know, nothing, but we're not supposed to do it tonight. I thought maybe you're just so sick from the movie. I mean, <laughs> not that I'm giving anything away. How was Hookapele? Are they going to do another one? Fuck yeah. Tiki awesome. Noir is the theme next year. Oh, cool. Hopefully it'll be a little later in the month. But we had a freak heat wave. You mm-hmm. know, it was the record late heat wave. But it still worked out. And it's fun. And I'm pushing the theme of it being the spooky tiki event to kick off the Halloween season. Oh, nice. I really think that would work, especially with the tiki noir theme. Well, I'm definitely going to try and make next year only because everything was just too tight with money and life. Felina so. won queen of who I saw. Right? You, yeah. remember, you forget, I follow all of you oh, yeah, <laughs> on Instagram. Right. I still don't understand social media in real time. <laughs> what can I say? You're like, wait, you saw things before I told you? How does that happen? Right. You're psychotic? Right. I mean, psychic? Yeah. No, it's more like, because then I'll say, didn't we? Did it? Oh, no. I just read that. Yeah. Uh, I need a better depth of context for <laughs> social interactions or something i don't know so there's something way lost on me with the screen <laughs> now that my rant's over should we move <laughs> to robert have one of those to listen to this week i know we hadn't had a while but there probably will be some hiatus with robert's rants because he's super busy and all that jazz all so that jazz. here's robert's rant thank you robert Hello, Darby and Teresa, and thanks again for having me. So, The Happy Time Murders. I was looking forward to this movie for about a year now, ever since I heard about it. I love Melissa McCarthy. I think she's done some really great movies. I think she's really funny. And this movie, I'm sorry, is just fucking shit. The more I think about it, the more I hate it. At first, I didn't think it was that bad. Then, I just thought about it more hated it, don't like, it had a couple of funny moments, that's it. Other than that, it was pure shit. I actually went to go see this movie with Teresa. She had M&Ms, didn't offer me any, thank you. The highlight for me for this movie was the Coke machines that they have there have the high C orange. I love high C orange. It was great to have it again. That was the highlight of my movie. Fuck you McDonald's for taking away my high C orange. Back to you, Darby and Teresa. Well, that was Robert's rant. Thanks, Robert, for being so informative and ratting me out. So how are your M&Ms? They were great. It was actually, there were too many of them, so I threw the rest of them away. Um, <laughs> so well, suck I'm it, sure Robert. I'm sure you would have saved your M- shared your M&Ms with me. I am a little jealous. I can't decide if I'm jealous or not that you went and saw the movie with Robert, not with me. I feel like Hey, cheating, I saw but... that one movie with you, and I don't remember Fair what enough. movie it was. Ant-Man. There we go, that movie. I'm still so sorry. You see movies with him a lot, though, just not generally our movies. No, no, (laughs) not usually. But we actually planned on seeing that movie when we first saw the trailer before this podcast got started, so. I'm aware. I'm just teasing you. No, I know. Speaking of, though. The trailer? Jealousy. (laughs) No, what, the trailer? Oh, did you want to talk about the trailer? Unless you want to talk about jealousy some more. Oh, no, I was going to talk about the, uh. You had brought up Sesame Street earlier when we were talking about this. Oh, yeah. I know that I know that Robert right. focused on McCarthy and her films, but you were talking about how interested you were in That's right. you know, the Henson element of this. Yeah, it was a completely different direction, and 
Even right now, I'm still seeing people talk about Bert and Ernie's sexual orientation. Honestly, it was they were two fucking puppets on Sesame Street. Who the fuck cares? Why is this a big deal to everybody? Why does the world need to know the sexual orientation of two puppets? Because they're controlling and psychotic and we like to legislate outdated morality. Well, I'm sorry, was I not supposed to give a literal answer to that question? <laughs> and then it's a sense of, so wait, let me get this straight. All the world problems are solved, so let's focus on two puppets? Who I cares? I don't cares. understand. Is this going to change the world? Is is this one of those things where people need it so they have something to identify with? Because I'm sorry, I don't identify with puppets. As much as I would love to, I can't. Or if I identified with a puppet, it would be the fucking hand puppet in Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood that was Tiger the Cat. Yeah, and I understand that. I, I definitely agree with you. I think that it is important in the sense that they provide a perspective in life that doesn't... For kids, it's innocent. You know what I'm saying? The fact that people get hung up on there being an undertone of a sexual anything is, again, an adult interpretation. Well, especially for a kid's show. Situation. Exactly. You're not teaching kids about, oh, these two men live together and they go and do these special things. You're like, this isn't sex ed for kids. Yeah. But so. their thing is, is that it shouldn't matter either way, especially considering you're dealing with situations that have nothing to do with that because you're not teaching kids about you know right and if they want to teach kids about like, accepting of you know people who are well they did it the healthiest way they could because they didn't actually throw it in your face right, right? and my they whole didn't... thing is if you want to imagine Bert and Ernie's being gay do that 100% do that tell your kid teach them that yeah look they're accepted by Sesame Street whatever if you want to view them as straight then view them as straight it makes no fucking difference the one thing that upsets me the most out of everything is the fact that Cookie Monster is now a veggie monster fuck that cookie monster is a veggie monster yes he doesn't eat cookies anymore he eats vegetables or he can't eat his cookies till he eats his vegetables because of child obesity oh that's tragic i was so upset when i learned that at least oscar the grouch is still grouchy because that's my spirit animal i could see that so i will say two things about that and then i will we'll just move on because it sets me straight we'll probably come back to it with <laughs> yeah. this being a henson production but a, I had a Oscar the Grouch Halloween costume as a child. It was a family costume. My brother wore it, and then I wore it, and it was the most awesome green plastic face. And then a shroud that was the, it looked like you were wearing the trash can yeah. suspenders. Nice. Awesome. You'd have loved it. And number two, that I recently got to introduce an act that was a burlesque cookie monster act, and I have dubbed it the Cookie Muncher. That is amazing. Does a strip tease as Cookie Monster, and then munches down on cookies like the way Cookie Monster did. Oh my god, that's like, when so I was cool. a child, it was amazing, and it's done by the girl who plays the Green Fairy out here in Absinthe. Nice. And it was the highlight of my unseen career. So just that's throwing awesome. that out there. I support that. Yeah, for both the Cookie Monster, but for Oscar the Grouch, and let Bert and Ernie live their life. And don't teach kids to profile things. Right. Let them Why does there have understand to be people on and flexible concepts. Get over your labels. Exactly. Anyway. So moving on to the trailer. <laughs> Before we continue our rant of Sesame Street Haiti. I mean, it's now owned by HBO, so maybe we'll get some Sesame Street after dark. Yeah, you never know. Although, I'm going to bring this up again, but did you ever see Wonder Shows in? Uh, I don't think so. All right. The back alley of Sesame Street was the oh, way it geez. was advertised back in the mid 2000s. I just I'll remember Crank Yankers. Crank Yankers. Oh, I remember Crank Yankers yeah. as well. Okay. I didn't actually watch it. I watched only uh, a couple because Snoop Dogg was the voice of some of the characters. 
Awesome. But anyway, let's move on to the trailer. Trailer. What did the trailer sell us for this movie? That Melissa McCarthy was going to be confused as a man. And this was a movie <laughs> about puppets from a grown-up perspective. See, I thought the I movie got. I was going to see was one about a buddy cop movie. I was thinking it was going to be kind of like that Sarah, what, who was it? Susan, no, what's her name? Bullock. Sarah Bullock? Sorry. Sandra Bullock? Sandra Bullock. There we go. I'm totally terrible with names right now. I'm so tired. Anyway, because Sandra Bullock and her had that buddy cop movie. And I thought this was going to be kind of like the same thing, except with puppets. Because okay. everything it leads us to believe is they're a team and they're working together. And I like the fact that Joel McHale was in it because I love Joel McHale. And then I thought, Joel McHale, can't you do better? Go do better things than this movie. <laughs> Which, who was Joel McHale? He was the FBI agent. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, he did a good job with a shitty role. Anyway. So this yeah. trailer, I'm jumping ahead. So yeah, that was the two things I got out of this trailer, that Melissa McCarthy was going to be confused as a man, because it happened at least three times in the trailer I saw, and that this was a grown-up puppets. They even had a line about, no sesame, all straight, right? Yeah. So, adult puppets, and tearing down Melissa McCarthy. Well, I also was Who I don't know a ton about, so I was rather confused as to why it seemed like a vehicle film for her and then she was getting shit on. Well, she's supposed to be this super funny female comedian. Her real claim to fame was Bridesmaids. I don't find her funny, honestly. She's I didn't not find what... that movie funny. I hated that movie. But she was the main draw for a lot of people with this movie. Not me, because like I said, I don't find her humorous. But I was interested in this movie because I like the idea of puppets in the real human world. I really like those kind of concepts almost like roger rabbit mary poppins you know with animation and i was like oh my god puppets in the real world almost like muppets christmas carol i fucking love the muppets christmas carol it's the really underrated christmas film i gotta say amazing that's a great movie this year i mean we'll probably talk about at christmas on how much we love this movie because christmas movies I know you don't like Christmas movies either, right? Well, no. The only, we there's only two I'll watch for Christmas. I'll watch A Muppet's Christmas Carol and White Christmas. Just because I like the singing. I've never even seen A White Christmas. I just like the singing in it. I like musicals, I, though, so. Oh, me too. But I don't like Ben Crosby. I like Ben Crosby. We're not going to talk about that. Yeah. I like his singing. I like his songs. I don't want to talk about it. Yes, anyway, we were talking about um, Happy Time Murder. So Happy Time Murder! We were being sold on this potentially funny movie, buddy cop movie that... Melissa McCarthy's in, she has a puppet partner, and hilarity ensues, especially because, you know, one of the pieces of the trailer is showing her snorting a shit ton of sugar with a red vine. And I was like, can I try that? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh my god, I once snorted salt. Oh, I've done that too. Not Ugh. good. And then someone made me snort water one time. <laughs> that sounds miserable. <laughs> Darby. <laughs> But anyway, so yeah, that's all I have to say about this trailer is I felt like I was going to go into a potential comedy buddy cop movie. Adult puppets. With adult puppets. And Melissa McCarthy being confused as a man. Yes. I was a little weary because like I said, I don't like toilet humor. And since I didn't find Bridesmaids funny and I don't find her funny in a lot of the shit she's in, I was a little weary about seeing it, but I told Robert I'd see it with him and I wanted to give it a chance because it's Jim Henson's production. Well, the son, Brian Henson. And I thought, what could he do wrong? Because he made Muppets Christmas Carol. (laughs) Oh, that was not a good basis. So shall we talk about the movie? Synopsis? Yes. All right, so we opened on sunny L.A., where everything is great unless you're a puppet. The story begins with a new case for our dick puppet protagonist, that is Private Eye, Phil Phillips. 
So there's a clue provided by Philip's new client that leads him to a porn store where there's a puppet slaughter. Philip survives this fluff bath and he and the police determine that it's not a robbery, it's a hit. At this point, we get some backstory. We find out that Phil Phillips was a cop and some incident happened that made him lose his badge and it is the reason that puppets cannot be cops. Uh, we also find out that Mr. Connie Edwards is his former and was part of the incident that cost puppets rights. <laughs> so after the porn shooting, in short order, there's another murder. This time it's Philip's brother. And the lieutenant, and this kind of stereotypical character, is just like, yeah, you two are gonna have to team up, solve this mystery, put all your shit behind you, and figure this out. You're both on thin ice. Rah, rah, rah. All right, so the common thread in these murders is that there are actors from a 90s television show, The Happy Time Show. So they decide to continue tracking down the rest of the living cast members. As they do, each one is killed, and they practically witness each one being killed or pretty damn close. And in the process, they learn more and more about the re-release of the Happy Time Show and this $4 million deal. Lots of motive here. Over this period of time, we learn that Phil dated the human cast member of the Happy Time Show, Jenny Edwards. His partner, McCarthy's character, has a puppet liver and a crack-like addiction to sugar. As you mentioned, snorting purple sugar with a red vine. Yeah. We also find out that this liver is the result of the incident that caused him to lose his badge and barred puppets from the police force and ended their friendship. Of course, they kind of set that up in the long way where they said, oh, she's half puppet, which is why she can survive snorting the intense processed sugar that should kill a non-puppet. So after they follow all these leads and everyone dies one after the other, they finally come to an end. They go through all the series of really predictable things. So Phillips is suspected of killing these people because of course he's there when most of them die. And so he's on the run from the law. Edwards is then suspended, which by the way, can you actually suspend a cop if you're an FBI agent? Is that actually how it works in her? No, I, I felt know. like there should be more autonomy between departments, but what the fuck do I know? Anyway, and so who is the killer at the end of the film? It's actually Philip's client, who it turns out is married to the human Happy Time character, Jenny. The real identity of Jenny's current wife is that she is the daughter of the bystander that died in the incident when Phillips lost his job as a police officer. Dun, dun, dun. How do we know? Because she has a purple bush. <laughs> yep. That is the punchline from Jim Henson's son. Yeah. He obviously has some sexually confused preferences about puppets. <laughs> anyway, so the misunderstandings are cleared up from both the past and the present, and there's a happy ending. Or at least this singular story ends happy-ish. Like other forms of systematic oppression, this will probably just provide a quote-unquote visible victory for the empowered to point to and allow them to pretend that things have changed. That is my synopsis, Teresa. Well. That was quite... Uh, get off my soapbox now. <laughs> oh, we haven't even started on this. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> so, this movie, what did we think of it? Well, I felt it was long, and then I found out it was only an hour and a half. Yeah, I didn't care for this movie at all. Me either. The worst part is, so Robert and I saw it on opening night, and... Oh my god. That is the worst thing, because usually we go into the movies in the morning, because him and I are very the same, where we want quiet, and not people, and no one's gonna go to a movie at 11 o'clock on a fucking Saturday. 
So we go to the movie and it's Friday after work and people are drunk and there's a child in the theater screaming and it's just, really? Are you fucking kidding me? Of course, I figured the people who are drunk are going to enjoy the shit out of this movie because you really have to be drunk to enjoy it. But yeah, not the movie for me. It was um, high and I still thought it was long. That's how bad it was. <laughs> yeah, there were a couple of parts that were kind of funny, but I think they showed a lot of them in the trailer. Yes. And especially- They showed all their jokes in the trailer, I felt like. Yeah. And a lot of things I didn't like is the fact that it's, oh wait, it's not a buddy cop movie. They actually hate each other. And then it becomes a kind of buddy cop movie and they forgive each other and- It's like the buddy cop redemption story. Yeah, so just not into what they were putting out there. Okay, so I absolutely agree. And I think it's even more crazy because I found out that this film was 10 years in the making. Really? This was originally announced in 2008. So it took 10 years and three, four, technically five production companies to make this film, which, okay, crazy thing. What does Happy Times Murders have to do with Van Gogh? What? What does Happy Time Murders and Van Gogh have in common? The uh... answer is Dennis Wang, one of the founders and chairman of one of the production companies, the, I can't even pronounce this because I don't speak any kind of Chinese, but AI Brothers Media, who bought a Van Gogh in 2014 for $61 million. Oh, shit. That's a really random fact that I found out while researching it. So both the Jim Henson Company and Henson Alternative, which is supposed to be kind of the adult version of Henson, are listed as producers. And then Boutique American Production Company, and then a production company that literally quotes itself as built it to bridge the two biggest entertainment markets, the US and China. That's an actual quote off their webpage. So huge Chinese conglomerate, a small American conglomerate, a large name production company, Henson, and then this kind of in-between group. It's insane and 10 years. Hmm. Brian Henson was really motivated to make this and had a very specific way he wanted it done or something. I don't know, but it's insanity. I'm just glad they didn't use the Henson name. It was a different production company. It wasn't the same one because this should not be under the Henson it's, umbrella. It is technically. It's listed under the Jim Henson Company and the Henson Alternative, both of them. Oh. And then the STX Entertainment Group, who has currently has Molly's Game, Bad Mom, Free State of Jones, I Feel Pretty, and all these other top-ranking movies had it. And then one of the small, the boutique company, you know the Imitation Game. Oh, I love that movie. I haven't seen it yet, but I think we should review it. They 100%. produced that one, Black Bear, and they're a boutique known for their highly, highly decorated. So it's all these amazing production companies that are doing crazy shit in their industry and it took 10 years and this is what they turned out and it's really sad because brian henson was obviously really invested in it well did he make this movie as a result of wanting to get out of the whole clean cut puppet mantra mm, where they don't swear I'm, don't do drugs don't have sex you I, know who's gay and straight some are gay for pay and especially in this movie with the two hookers well, the premise of it was really cool. And that's why I had, because I didn't have any expectation on it being good because it was already really being reviewed very poorly. And so when I went in and I heard the premise, I was, God, this is like a great parallel to lampoon 
society. Yeah. They set the puppets up as this ostracized group because it's so different. There's a way that you can touch all these things without having to look it directly in the eye. And so it, yeah. it, it was a great tool and they fucking failed to do anything with it because all of their jokes were really weak and raunchy rather mm -hmm. than actually progressive or informative in any way. And my thought about it was it was like someone who'd watched all the Wonder Shows in, which is this crazy MTV show from 2005 and 2006. And like I told you earlier, it was advertised as the crack alley behind Sesame Street. Mm. And it would do these things where it told these really irreverent stories that pointed out horrible truths in the world. And it was so funny and so horrible. And anybody who watched Happy Time Murders and wanted more from it, go find Wonder Chosen. Go find Wonder Chosen. It's awesome. I felt like this was a really bad adult attempt at Who Framed Roger Rabbit in a lot of ways as well. Well, one thing I noticed about this movie in the trailer is the trailer was trying to paint a movie that was about all puppets being murdered when actually it turned out that only a select group of puppets were being murdered it wasn't a full-on oh any puppet can die at any time it's these specific ones because of they were getting some syndication from the tv show and the spouse would get the money if the person died so yeah but they cloaked that in this world that so devalued the puppets that it took no no and that's the other that's the other point i was it, gonna right? say is the fact that in this movie when you're watching it you feel bad for the puppets because they're this minority that people just mm -hmm. shit on they get yeah. kicked people take their eyes cabs don't stop for them i feel like i'm talking about a specific race because of just some of these things that happen i'm surprised they didn't have a puppets only bathroom they did have a puppets only hospital Hospital, which we find out is where he takes Melissa McCartney's character and that's why she ends up with the puppet liver. To get her puppet liver. So there is a lot of segregation and that's one thing that they kind of point out but they don't really address hardcore in it which is odd to me. How long have puppets been living to the point where you guys haven't desegregated? Really? Which again is one of the reasons I felt there were just so many missed opportunities to have a more memorable, meaningful movie. Yeah. Especially because having watched that Wonder Showsen back in 2005, 2006, this show was announced back in 2008. So maybe that show so, had some influence on it in the beginning. Maybe it did, but puppets were not solitarily a children's entertainment back then. When was that crank phone call show? Oh, Crank Inkers? Yeah, when was that? Crank Inkers was in June 3rd, 2002, and the final episode was March 30th, 2007. Yeah, okay, so then 2000s, 2002 through 2007, mm -hmm. Wonder Shows on... was 05 and 06 in M on MTV2. Yeah, this, um, this was on MTV2 and Comedy Central. Yeah, so then this was announced in 2008. I don't even think Melissa McCarthy was relevant then. So mm -mm. what all went on in between that time, I don't know, but I feel like I've seen this concept done better. Well, during... Maybe not in, in the same narrative form, not in the movie form, but I've seen it done better. Well, Crank Inkers was a program created by Jimmy Kimmel, Adam Carolla, and Daniel Kielsen. I have no idea who that is, but they had a ton of comedians. Sarah Silverman, Wanda Sykes, Drew Carey, Jimmy Kimmel, Snoop Dogg, Eminem even appears in it. So that one had more star power behind it. And you know, you have comedians doing the writing and the producing, so you're gonna get something better. Brian Henson isn't a comedian. He didn't write it. A guy okay. named- But he directed it. He directed it, or Todd Berger wrote it okay so the thing about wonder shows in 
is it was written by some angry guys and they're often referred to as like a couple of angry guys but they were hilarious when it was being written yeah mm. and like i said it was described as a crack yelly about sesame street and then they talked about how no sesame all street and i had read that in a interview of the creators of wonder Showson. That was made a year or two ago by a blogger, mm-hmm. and that struck me. No Sesame All Street. I always remember the slogan of it being the crack alley behind Sesame Street. Yeah. And in this interview, they spent a lot of time saying they were never against Sesame Street. They're from the Sesame Street generation, so the fact that people think of them intentionally being juxtapositioned to them is they had a really hard time identifying with that for a long time. No, so when I sense. think of that, and then I think about Brian Henson, whose father created the Muppets, coming to terms with making making this dirty it's like quentin tarantino dirty on a muppet level (laughs) yeah but not executed well no no i'm sorry brian it was predictable it was slow i was so over this movie it was not good it was just whatever my notes include i do want to have i have got a couple honorable mentions so the douchebag who's the producer guy, he has the sweetest three-piece suit it's all plaid oh yeah it's amazing i love that was so good i loved maya rudolph in it as the ditzy secretary oh yeah i thought she was fun in it as well she was really consistent she delivered a really mediocre part really well she made it yeah. role. and i was irritated they made the porn peddler in the beginning yeah he was a vulture i thought he was an octopus no the guy in the back filming the tentacle porn was an octopus the oh. guy at the counter selling the porn was oh. uh was a vulture i as you can see this is how much i remember that movie i actually took my notebook into the movies with me <laughs> and took notes and my mother was like are you gonna take notes and i was like um yeah <laughs> i told you i was going to and i'm really glad i did because i don't think i would remember a single thing if i hadn't taken notes i saw this on august 28th god has it been that long yeah it's september 27th by the way for those who are keeping track of when we record this wow so a full month yeah well should we rate this movie because there's not really much more we can say about it can i give it d plus you're in a higher grade than i am i'm giving it an f it's not even something i need as background noise me either but i will someday try this again mostly because i do love henson i love muppets I will stay away from this movie. I read something about how it was very obviously fun to make, and I will agree with that. But I don't like Melissa McCarthy. No, she's not funny at all. I don't like seeing her movies. So then average is a D? A D. Yeah. Give it a D. So it passes. We don't have to ever see it again if we don't want to. I don't think a D should be passing. I I honestly think people should avoid it, but whatever. So from this, to recap really quick, though, I would say that... Anytime a joke is repeated more than a third time, you have to drink. That would be my drinking game for this show. That and the constant about being a puppet or sugar smack. Because that was the drug, sugar, sugar smack. smack. That was a lot of mention about that. Definitely take a drink if they mention sugar smack. There was something else and I can't remember. I'll probably remember it later. Oh, but compared to the trailer. Compared to the trailer. Did we see the I movie that say, we were sold on? I feel like I did see the movie I was sold on. I didn't think it was well executed. And I thought that the commercial was vague about enough things that I'm not going to hold it super accountable. See, I didn't. Element. 
think that I saw the movie that it sold me. It, it said it was seeing a buddy cop movie and it wasn't a buddy cop movie. Well, it was buddy cop redemption. No, that's different. I wasn't looking okay. for a buddy cop redemption movie. I was looking it's for a buddy cop movie. You got and it. I didn't get it. Well, all my notes are that confused as a man, which she definitely was for the whole fucking movie. That was yes. the most consistent joke. I was stupid annoyed about it by the yeah. end. And that it was a grown up puppets film. And considering the amount of puppet come in it, maybe one of the drinks you should take. Regardless of how bad the writing was, it's still adult. Drinking until the coming stops. Drinking until the coming stops. That's, yeah. Because that fucking went on forever. Okay, oh my I God. would watch this again just for the drinking game. If I wanted to get <laughs> trashed. This movie could fuck you up. Oh, yeah. And okay, there's multiple so coming. Wait, so does the cow, when the octopus gets off the cow, does that count? Yes. So okay, so here's, there's a here's lot of parts. So there's chugging, and there's, this is how I would play it, is I would, you have to have a shot, and you have to have a sippable drink. Yeah. And so anytime they talk about sugar smacks, you got to take a drink. Anytime mm-hmm. you have to drink until the coming stops. Yes. And then whenever they have a joke that repeats more than three times, so the fourth time the ejaculation happens, mm-hmm. you know, or the fourth time they're confusing her as a man, or, you know, the fourth time they confuse a time frame or talk about a fake nose in the same scene or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. The fourth time, once they've done it more than three times, right, because three times is sort of, that's like the rule in burlesque. This three times is the amount of time that it takes you to get to the absurdity that pokes fun at mm-hmm. these undertone realities. Then you got to take a fucking shot of something hard alcohol <laughs> that is the game that's gonna fuck you up yeah anyway or i think it was fine with the trailer because those were the two things i got out of it mm, i disagree so but either way it's a d don't have to watch it again unless you want to play our drinking game which i highly recommend for those of you who want to get trashed i would I, wait uh, at least until it comes out on netflix to play the drinking game don't pay for this movie don't pay no or watch it on your cody like a normal person i don't have a cody so i don't understand that but okay I will second that if you're not paying for it. The other thing is I would say about this is this movie inspired me to watch both The Imitation Game, which we've briefly discussed but not on the podcast, and mm-hmm. I would be willing to watch that review it, and Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which uh, I think we should add to movie. our old station of oldies. Yes. And on that note, what are we doing next week, girl? We are doing Hook. So we had a off my conversation about Hook and we decided that it would be a great movie to review, especially because Darby has mentioned Robin Williams. I've mentioned Robin Williams in the sense of um, Will Smith should not follow him after playing the genie, but whatevs. But yeah, so the next movie we will be watching is going to be an oldie, so it's going to be easier for you. But to... it's going to be the original live action Disney. Yes, Before the actual live action was the norm. Yeah. This was a random offshoot. Yes. It was it was one that people were excited about before Disney killed it all with overdoing it. So, yeah. So Robin Williams and The Hook. That's what we're going to watch next. Yes. Very Which excited. We, we actually are stars, excited about this movie. So I haven't watched I, it since I was an adult. But I already alert, know. I like this film. Yeah. I might be a little biased in the review. But, but we were I'm biased sure when it came to Jaws something. too. Yeah, we were totally stoked about Jaws. So yeah, that's all I got. I told you my random fact about Van Gogh. Van Gogh. <laughs> so I feel like I have confused someone for the evening. <laughs> all right. Well, that's a wrap. You can't handle the truth. He's looking at you, kid. I'll be back. 